Imagine, if you will, growing up in the country and, after years of hard work, finally landing a job in the big city. A game development job, no less. What else would you do but bring your fresh-off-the-farm experience with you? Which is exactly what Yoshiro Wada did when producing and designing Harvest Moon, released in the United States during June of 1997. In Harvest Moon, you are tasked with fixing up a dilapidated farm that you've inherited. You tend crops, you care for animals, and you rub elbows with the locals. And while to many this may sound boring, the Harvest Moon series has spawned 21 titles and left behind a legacy that games still try to emulate to this day. But why? Why would maintaining a farm and fixing up a farm and caring for animals and tending for crops be fun? Why exactly is work fun? Well, we're going to talk about this and more, so stick around and join us as we take this countryside trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 41st episode of our video game nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we take a look back at one game released during the current week in gaming history, and we talk about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world, or what it gave back to it. Today we're looking back at Harvest Moon, which was the first title in the Story of Seasons series. It was released for North American audiences back in June 1997. I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who has dedicated his life to maintaining farms that have fallen into disrepair. My brother, Rob Casson. Rob, how's life down on the farm? Well, uh, it's Yeehaw. pretty busy. You know, there's a lot, lot of things that uh, we have to repair because they fell into disrepair. Ooh, that was that was spicy. Mm. It was good. I like that. Was I like that play on words? Sure, that's what that was. Well, I heard you just got back from vacation, so you got to be doing pretty good. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was nice, relaxing. Definitely wish it could have lasted a little longer, but uh, such is life. Thanks for visiting me. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I mean. Girlfriend's a, birthday, visiting uh, my brother. Eh, it doesn't really go hand in hand. Uh, whatever, man. I'm a hike from everyone. I get it. Door's always open, though. I have oh, yeah. a I have a futon and an air mattress. That's about all I have to offer. Awesome. Because, because every other space that you could possibly relax in is taken over by animals. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, I know, right? That's where they belong. That's what we we grew up that way. Yeah. Nope. We did. <laughs> Well, have you had any time to play any video games this week? Um, I mean, I did come from a little bit of Apex just today while yeah. I was in here for you. <laughs> uh-huh. um, other than that, uh, you've been enjoying vacation. I mean, I was only there for a few days, so it's not like I was gone all week. But um, no, I, I, I mean, I did a little bit with uh, Flight Simulator again last week. And Ooh, I finally, I finally got it to work in VR. Ooh, nice. How's that? It's neat, actually. It's it works. It's uh, I probably have to spend some more time tweaking. You know, you know, I'm very tolerant of when things aren't perfectly smooth or, you know, the graphics aren't perfectly crisp. I'm not I'm not one of those 
people that sticks their noses up and says, I can't do this. So, I mean, it wasn't, it needs some tweaking, but it was still super cool to sit in the cockpit of a plane and look around. uh, Just, that's it. Just sit in the cockpit of a plane, look around. It's still super cool. I'm, you know, the first day I played with my VR headset, we loaded up elite and you got to see, cause I had it mirrored to you, didn't I? And we got to see it like me sitting in the cockpit of a spaceship that hasn't gotten old yet, like in any game. Uh, speaking of other games, you see that No Man's Sky did a, a huge graphical update. I had not, no. Yeah, they just released another big update called Prisms, and it is a very big graphical update, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, in VR, it looks gorgeous. I mean, it looks gorgeous outside of VR, I'm sure, but um, yeah, it's awesome. And you can ride flying creatures now so sounds like we need to get back on that we do it's a lot of fun i i like it more than i probably should i get why people don't like it but i just think it's an awesome game so right you are do well today we're gonna go back and look at harvest moon i remember playing harvest moon as a kid i very much enjoy games like this in fact um this week in my I'm this week in games I've played Uncharted. I've definitely half about halfway through Uncharted 4, but I played some Valheim the other day. And my favorite part of Valheim is the building. And I think that in a lot of the games we play, the building is one of my favorite aspects. And it goes back to a game like this, like Harvest Moon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Harvest Moon was created by Yashiro Wada. Uh, Yashiro Wada grew up in the countryside, but uh, at one point he moved to the city and he landed his first big game development job. And he wanted to set himself apart from the competition. Harvest Moon was inspired by his own, what he calls, fresh off the farm experience. And the concept that he came up with was basically for someone to experience life in the countryside and to produce a non-combative game. So, alongside this, he sought out to make a game that, as he put it, was challenging, but with minimal risk. See, at the time, he was hooked on a horse training game called Derby Stallion, and he decided that he wanted to swap out that setting for a farm. Alongside that, he was also inspired by SimCity. He knew he wanted to make a simulation, because these were the games that he was into. He just wanted to make it something that was familiar to him. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And so the concept of experiencing life in the countryside became the cornerstone of development. And when I I actually had an opportunity on this one, you know, a lot of times I like to go back and listen and watch these these producers, these game designers talk. So back in 2012, uh, Wada did a game development conference, GDC, GDC 2012. He did a whole uh, hour-long presentation on basically this game. Um, and so... One of the things that he did was he drilled down the process. And so, like I said, the concept of experience life in the countryside was the cornerstone. So life was drilled down to represent human development and interaction, while the countryside was drilled down to mean nature, which was in turn represented by gardens, greens, and other living things. And as they brainstormed, they added other elements they wanted to to mess around with, such as cattle and farming. And so the very first Harvest Moon prototype contained three elements. There was, the, there was human interaction, there was farming, and there was cattle. And I'd say that pretty much sums up Harvest Moon in a lot of ways, wouldn't you? Yeah, I absolutely would agree. 
Do you play Harvest Moon? Have you played Harvest Moon? I did not play it myself. I know I've definitely watched you play. Most of my memories of the game just come from the name because it's one of those ones I've seen the disc for many times and just kind of said, what is this? Ah, I'll figure it out later. Which Harvest Moon was on a disc? I mean, a lot have been on a disc. I'm just trying to think of which one. So It was one of the PlayStation ones. I don't remember. Like most development cycles, uh, this one wasn't really without its issues. You know, early on, they had a really big problem. At one point, the frame rates of the game were dropping to zero because they had all these objects on the screen and, and the Super Nintendo just couldn't handle it. But a lot of things, you know, like a lot of things, they worked through this. Uh, only to find themselves with a really bigger issue about six months later when the developer that Wada worked with went under, bankrupt, kaput. Uh, the game was shopped around along with the, the company itself and Wada landed on his feet and the game was eventually finished and published and in turn released to the world. Not a very complicated development development scheme there. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Harvest Moon's a really simple game, right? It, and And funny it sounds boring it every game not every game but so this first one and in some way all the rest of them the concept of harvest moon is pretty simple the game follows a young man who has to maintain a farm he inherits from his grandfather and when he inherits it not in good shape so your primary objective is to restore and maintain a farm that kind of has fallen into disrepair Mm -hmm. and in harvest moon you only have so much time in the day and so you have to decide how you want to spend your time. There's tasks such as clearing land, you plant crops, you harvest the crops, you sell the crops, you raise the livestock. And then on the human interaction part, you can attend festivals in a nearby city, you can build relationships with villagers, you can forage for things. It's all really simple stuff, you know? So, you know, for crops, for vegetables to develop, they have to be watered every day. You know, it... it for animals to produce food, they have to be fed once a day. You know, animals that aren't taken care of can get sick. They can get blown away. You know, chick chickens, for instance, can get eaten by wild dogs. And you can go in the city and do things, you know. At night, you sleep. I mean, the city really closes down at night. Nighttime, the only thing you can do is go to a bar. But, I mean, that's it. I, I, I wish I could tell you that it was complicated, that there was a whole lot to it. But that's really it. You you have a farm and you do farm things. Sounds pretty damn complex to me, Dave. But that's the thing. You know, this is a job. Farming is a job. And we've talked about this before, but I want to drill down to it again because I think it's been a while. Why is it that things that are jobs are fun in video games? I mean, so like we go to our jobs and we do nine to fives and... Okay, so take for instance, you know, for a long time, I was I was a manager, I managed teams. And you go to work and you do that for eight hours, and it's tiring, and it's stressful. And then you come home and you load up a, a, a I don't know, a, a capitalism game or a management game or a tycoon game, and you're doing the same thing. And it's fun. You know, why is it fun to work in video games? Because that's essentially what this is, is it not? I would say it is. So why do you think it's fun? What where do you you know, what about it makes it interesting? Because people get to be someone they're not. They get to just do things that they wouldn't normally do, get to experience things. It's in a much shorter time span so that they don't have to, you know, like can just kind of go with the flow and do what they want and relax and 
it's also probably a feeling of familiarity with it. I'll give you the living another life thing. I think that's why a lot of us play video games is to is to experience other things. You know, I sure as hell wouldn't be climbing buildings in real life like I am in Uncharted. You know, very Um, true. Things in video games tend to work in a very specific way. So take my example of managing people. People are messy. Life is messy. Things never work simple. They're they're never straightforward. But in video games, for the most part, everything is. You have very tidy and organized behaviors and worlds. And that's just the nature of computer programming. You can only program what you put into it as a person. We're not really at the point so much where things are made up, which is very much the complexities of doing like I said, management in real life. Right. I also agree with you on the time deal, right? So when it comes to time, video games are very much a minimal investment. You know, any we spent we we Rocket League, right? We've played Rocket League into the out into the early morning. Early, early morning. And that's because it's really easy when you're doing it five minutes at a time to not see how that five minutes adds up to hours. You know, it's just another five minutes. It's another five minutes. It's another five minutes. You know, it's uh, it's another, I just gotta, I gotta finish these crops. I gotta cut down these trees. It's just another two trees. But when you're doing it one little bit at a time, it's really hard to see the big picture, you know, and, and, it, and, and see how it all adds up. And that makes it, I think, easier to commit to, uh, I think that makes it easier to commit to to games like this. Yeah, I definitely say that's a very solid point. Uh, when you look at it that way, you're right. No other way to put it. I also would point out that in the beginning, I talked about really enjoying base building. Games like this are ones where you kind of you start up from nothing and you build up to make it whatever you want it to be, and you do so at your own kind of pace. Um, mm-hmm. So again, I mean, it, it's it's an easy concept to build something. That's a concept you don't get to feel very much when you work in corporate America and you're just a middle manager. You're not really building, you're maintaining a lot of times. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good point there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's no risk. There's no risk and no stress, right? Like, when you're in a video game, if you accomplish something great, if you don't, there's you lose the game, but there's no consequence. You can be risky. You can uh, you can try new things. You can have fun with it because you don't have to worry about your livelihood. You don't have to worry about your livelihood, which is a very different way to go about it. It's like you said, you can live a simple what carefree life type deal. You alluded to exactly. something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's weird to think. It's weird to think of a farming game. A farming game that's fun, like it. Just at face value, no one goes, oh, it's a game in which you farm, and everyone's like, what? But the but the truth of the matter is, is this is one of the early ones, maybe not the earliest, but one of the early farming games, and farming games are incredibly popular nowadays. You're, you have countless hours into farm, what, what is it, Farming Simulator 2019, is that the last one? Correct. How many yeah, hours, have... how many hours? Oh, man, I, I don't remember. Um... It's a lot of hours, though, right? I mean, it, I it's definitely in the hundreds of hours. What? You have hundreds of hours in the farming simulator? Yeah. All right. So 
it may not be Harvest Moon, but it's a farming simulator. Why? What do you do? I mean, like, just... do you ride tr- farm equipment? Yeah, you know, you, you plant crops, you let them grow, you harvest the crops, you can fertilize the crops. I mean, you can transport stuff. You can literally do logging uh, with different mods. You can actually plow snow, just drive around. It's kind of a lot that you can do. And it's just, you know, it's one of those games you don't have to worry about anything. You just kind of play. There's not really any thought. Plus, you can hire helpers a lot, so you can just... Uh, let them do it. Let them do it while you're doing other things. It's like your guys' truck simulator games you like to play. Yeah. Which... Yeah, it's just something to just play mindless games and not, not really have to think too much thought into what you're doing. You're too much skill. It's just kind of going at it. Well, you know, when I think about Harvest Moon, it's hard not to think about what is perhaps one of the biggest games in the last couple of years, which was Stardew Valley. You know, Stardew Valley was direct inspiration from Harvest Moon. You know, by the end of 2020, it sold over 10, 10 million copies. And it, it literally, you know, and I'm not going to get too much into it because we're talking about Harvest Moon and we're not talking about Steam, uh, Stardew Valley. But Stardew Valley literally was started because uh, Concerned Ape, Eric Barone, the game developer, felt that there wasn't a Harvest Moon for the PC. And that at one point, you know, the Harvest Moon series was getting worse and worse. And so he decided to make a game, you know, to address the problems he had with, with Harvest Moon. And it's funny, Rob, because his inspirations are a lot of things that we play. Like Animal Crossing, Rune Factory, Minecraft, and Terraria, along with uh, Harvest Moon, and he brought it all together into one game, which is Stardew Valley. You ever played Stardew Valley? Uh, I can't say that I have. No. Really? Really? That's surprising. I think you really like it. We we should. I I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, I I think you'd like it. You like Farming Simulator. You like these type of games, and Stardew Valley is a lot of fun. It has four person co op now. I, mean, I don't know what it's about, so yeah, you know. It's the same. Like, well, I mean, I, I just like don't know like the play style of it and how it plays. So oh, I I'm, really... it's literally just like Harvest Moon. I, I mean, you, I haven't you... Really had much experience with that. So. Oh, that's true. Well, it's not 3D. Think of it. Well, it is 3D, but think of it as cute art pixel style farming simulator, uh, but also with a lot of people because it's got a city and things you can do around the city to, like, build up a community center and take down Walmart uh, and do some other stuff. So, yeah. Yep, Sounds yep, like yep. a fun old time. Well, but there's, you know, there's other games we play that kind of have the same concept. You know, I talked about playing Valheim, which also you haven't played yet. Weird. You know, people are people are building some really amazing uh basis uh satisfactory we play satisfactory a lot of stuff we just talked about about you know base building and minimal investment and and no stress satisfactory is a lot of work let's be honest designing designing solid factories is is a lot of work and it should feel like work but it doesn't oh no it definitely can yeah that's true i'll give you that you're right it can i i i remember spending an entire week designing a power a facility, a coal power facility, literally putting 40 hours a week into just power, which is cool. So, well, (laughs) all right. Well, you know, we have Harvest Moon and we have 
you know, establish the fact that it's, um, it, you know, I think I've said nothing but positive things about it, you know, in terms of why we like it and it's fun and you've heard me. But enough of how I feel about it. Now it's time to feel, find, <laughs> now it's time to find out how you, the listeners, and so on and so forth, feel about it. And so, as usual, we pulled a number of critic reviews and user reviews. And let's see what people think about Harvest Moon. Now, I will start out with, before I pass over to Rob, Harvest Moon came out uh, mid-90s, and everything from the mid-90s is so hard to find some material on sometimes. Um, so, in fact, it was almost impossible to find reviews for anything from the mid-90s on Harvest Moon. I had to resort to finding virtual console release reviews from when it was released in the mid-2000s, like 2010, 2011, I don't remember, somewhere in there. So these reviews are from the virtual console release. Keep that in mind, because sometimes when we look back at things like that, it's through rose-colored glasses, but it's still interesting to see how other people and critics perceive this game. So Rob, take it away. So first up, we have IGN, who starts out saying that no one could have guessed that a farming sim would be so much fun. Sowing seeds, tilling soil, milking cows. It all sounds more like tedious work than engaging play, and yet somehow all of these activities come together to create an experience that doesn't feel at all like a chore. The game is Harvest Moon, and its concept of casting players as a young and unproven son trying to reclaim his father's farm was so well received 11 years ago that it went on to become the foundation for one of the gaming industry's most long-lasting and consistently entertaining franchises. Who could have guessed? Harvest Moon's planting and reaping aren't as simple as, say, Animal Crossing. Here, you'll have to clear the land and use a hoe to prepare the earth, and sow the seed into the ground, and water the freshly planted seed with a watering can. And that's just for starters. You'll also have to remember to rewater the plants each day, and wait for several days to go by before your efforts bear any fruit, or rather vegetables. It can sound again like tedious work and laying out the formula one step at a time like that, but again, Harvest Moon feels more rewarding than its individual gameplay components which suggest it would be. You'll find yourself getting into a consistent rhythm after a while, and it's at that point that more of the game will open up to you. You can find the free time to explore more of the game world, and even catch the eye of some of the nearby village's local single girls. One of Harvest Moon's signature side quests, and an element that has gone on to be an important part of the entire franchise, is that you can win the heart of any of several different eligible bachelorettes in town, and ultimately get married and have a family. Interesting. Did not hear about that, but cool. Whether you choose to pursue that goal can also have an effect on the ending you earn after the two and a half years are finished, as there are multiple different ones you can potentially achieve. Didn't know that relationships were part of it. That's that human interaction part. It takes it literally human interaction. I mean, it's just a lot more. When you said interaction, like I thought more like, hey, I'm going to fix your farm for you so you're my friend. Not like, hey, you want to tend to my farm later on, farmer boy? Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. It's, uh, you can build really, I mean, it's like Animal Crossing in that respect where you build relationships with other villagers. Uh, and, but this one, you can actually take it to the next level where you can get married and knock boots. So, all right, what else we got? Indeed. Well, next, all right. Next up, we have NintendoLife.com who says Harvest Moon, a role-playing game based around the noble profession of farming was one of the later Super NES releases when it arrived in 1997. If you're not familiar with the series, stay with us. It's not as bad or as boring as it sounds on paper. This is basically The Sims on a Farm. So if you're a fan of simulation and RPG elements, this is definitely worth a look on Virtual Console. There you go. 
There we go. However, the, the, oh. this guy, this guy, however, this, this person had something to say about your little bachelorette dance. What? <laughs> so let's find out what Dave's talking about. Harvest Moon takes a few notes from the stalker handbook when it comes to relationships, though. You win their hearts by poking around their houses and reading their diaries. Oh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've charmed your woman of choice and made her fall in love with you, you can buy a blue feather to propose to her. Mm-hmm. If you are lucky and she accepts, you will get better meals at home and have babies to secure the future of your little homestead. There you go. That's it. That's how Where that's how simple life should be. Are you a bird? Why a feather? I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Move on. Could have been like an onion ring or something farmy. Ugh. Anyway, they finish up by saying that working through the seasons, planting goods, going to festivals and getting married is in search of a cool ending to some harvest moon will sound pointless. But it's a game that is greater than the sum of its parts and very addictive once you get started. This is a shining example of the RPG genre. And at the time of release, it was unique and original. With all the secrets in this game, there's lots of scope for replayability. So there's plenty of value for money here. I don't remember all the endings, to be honest with you. I don't know if I played it enough to want to like get this ending, that ending, that ending. But it was something cool at the time because you could make a farm and have a family. And I don't know. 10-year-old me, 11-year-old me, 12-year-old me thought that was pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah you know, it could be could be kind of cool, I guess. You yeah, know, no. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All yeah. right, well, that was a few critic reviews, but I pulled together some user reviews, too, from, uh, from people in the gaming community. And so let's see what they have to say, Rob. What you got? All right, Dave. Well, first up, we have user Thrawn from Moby Games. I wonder if he's made Grand Admiral yet. <laughs> nice. Very nice. He goes on to say that the summary of this game is that farming is a lot better than it sounds. They start out with the good, saying that the gameplay is totally nonlinear. Your objective is to succeed, whatever that means to you. It can mean riches, two kids, a farm totally covered in grass or crops, whatever. Any of the above can be recognized in the ending sequence, where your achievements grant individual scenes. It's fun. Admittedly, it suits me personally and may not suit everyone but apparently there are plenty of others whom it does suit. Number three, it's non-violent. About the worst thing that can happen is that your cows wince when struck with tools. Even when your chickens get eaten by wild dogs, you don't see any violence. Mm. It's not seen, does it? It doesn't exist. That's exactly right. Well, he had some bad things to say about the game, though, didn't he? He sure did. So Grand Admiral goes on to say that things get a bit too easy after a while, and that those who actually listen to the music for any length of time will probably find it annoying. They personally tend to tune it out fairly quickly, so it doesn't bother them. Oh, nice if you're able to do that. Or, you know, just turn the volume off. Well, I found us one more user review, and it's from Andrew Taylor, and I'm pretty sure we've seen Andrew Taylor recently in one of the last few... I don't know if it was Super Mario RPG. In fact, I think it was Super Mario RPG. Hold on, let me take a look. Uh, No, you did Super Mario RPG. Was it Super Mario RPG? I thought we just saw him. Was it Earthbound that we saw him in then? And Verdict says... Yes. Yes. So last week when we were doing Earthbound, remember we had that really weird... uh, Really weird review where the guy just slammed the game. Don't get on eBay, it's too expensive. I don't understand why this is sold so much. Uh, It just says smooch in Earthbound, but in Super Mario World when Peach kisses Mario, you actually get to see it. Do you remember that crazy, crazy one? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. familiar now. That guy was crazy. Yeah. yeah, that was Andrew Taylor. So here, for, you know, because that was so darn interesting, I pulled Andrew Taylor again, who had something to say about Harvest Moon. So let's see what, let's see what Andrew Taylor had to say. All right. Well, user Andrew Taylor says that the summary is who the heck wants to be a farmer. They started out saying the good. The graphics are really good. And that sexy bar girl Eve. That's all. Yeah, that, that's that's it. That's it. They said that's all. That's it. No, they go on done. to say a lot of bad. It's a very long paragraph. So they say that the bad starts out with the annoying music. It's that old, annoying farmer music. The town music is stupid. Every piece of music in this game sucked. That's not all. Those repetitive farming chores, planting and harvesting vegetables, raising cows and chickens. It's not fun. Dating with girls in this SNES game, they say the same darn thing. Just give them gifts of food and flowers. They seem all tired all the time, unless events happen to town. Like that stupid egg hunting game where the livestock dealer always wins. Those stupid dance festivals. All of it is just so lame. Even doing something for the girls has a lame objective. She ran away from home. Find where she's hiding. Or Eve, stupid grandma, back to her. Duh. Well, you know, Andrew Taylor clearly loves games from the mid '90s. Oh my goodness, this guy—he's a—he's a piece of work. But you know, I yeah, guess we all—we all find someone. What was the bottom line? How did he feel about the game? Bottom line for Andrew Taylor was that the game was fun for them, but it got to the point where it's lame. If you want great graphics, fun, and all that to do, get Super Mario RPG. Oh, Harvest Moon didn't make the cut, so stick with Square and Nintendo. You'll find games a lot more fun from them. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, if you don't like farming, go play Super Mario RPG. I mean, yeah, as we just said in that episode, which you should go listen to. It was a great game. It was a great game. We did it a few uh, did a few episodes ago. Did a few. Episodes check it out. Ago. Check it out. Last week we did Earthbound, which I thought was a really good episode. That was fun. But yeah. But here we are still talking about Harvest Moon, which is one of the reviews put started a very long and distinguished series, which is absolutely true. There have been 21 games in the main series, uh, a number of, of spinoffs, like a puzzle game, and, and I don't know, dre- th- there, there's a lot of spinoffs. There's also a lot of confusion over the Harvest Moon series nowadays, because for 21 games in the main series, Marvelous was publishing the titles, and in 2012, Marvelous discontinued licensing of their series to Natsume. Uh, at that point, Natsume took the opportunity to develop their own series of Harvest Moon in North America and Europe, beginning with uh, what's called Harvest Moon to Lost Valley. And it basically, I don't even know how to, they both have licensing rights to Harvest Moon, but in different areas. And so you basically had two different companies releasing games as Harvest Moon. Um, but Marvelous is still the original one. And Marvelous took its subsidiary, Exceed Games, uh, to do the North American distribution. And so a few titles ago, Marvelous, the original publisher of Harvest Moon, decided to distinguish itself by releasing it in what was its original title, like more like Japanese-type uh, translation, which is Story of Seasons. So the last two Harvest Moon games are actually called Story of Seasons and then subtitle something. So they're not really Harvest Moon anymore. The Harvest Moon series nowadays is a knockoff. Yeah, Harvest Moon series nowadays is a knockoff. Did you know that? No, I I honestly hadn't known that there were still any today. 
Oh yeah, there's still there's still there's one coming out in 2021. That's uh, Harvest Moon. It's the knockoff one. I think there might be a Story of Seasons one too, but they're still coming out, still making them. They've mixed it up, uh, different villages, different places to farm. You know, it took place on an island, trap, you know, tropicalish island at one point. So they keep changing the the people, places, but not the core concept of building a dilapidated farm. So, but yeah. And there's other stuff, you know, like Stardew Valley has the farm, but there's a mining aspect, you know, there's mines that you go and you mine gems on and there's cooking and there's, you know, they, they've kind of all branched out to do a lot more than just the farm part. And that's kind of what makes them all interesting. But, uh, but yeah, but I think that's about it. It's a pretty simple game concept with not a lot. I mean, not, not, I wouldn't say that's not a lot to talk about. I mean, we've been talking for a while about it. Definitely not a whole lot of complexity to this one. I like Harvest Moon for what they are. I've put some hours into Stardew Valley, which I consider to be the most modern spiritual successor to Harvest Moon. Frankly, I think it's a better Harvest Moon than many of the Harvest Moons have been in forever. And therefore, you know, that was the goal of the Stardew Valley developer. And I think um, goal achieved... But frankly, I haven't really played any of the modern Harvest Moons. I think that for a while, they've been decreasing quality. And then Stardew Valley came around and it scratched that itch. And, you know, they've continued development in Stardew Valley. So no one's really given us any reason to go back to any other game. Um, yeah. So start at the beginning. But go play Stardew Valley if you like, if you want a more modern version of this. Do, do I normally recommend classic games like that? <laughs> Don't play that. Play play a modern version instead. Yeah, uh, not really, no. Normally you go straight for the game we're talking about. Yeah. I just think that Stardew Valley is a better Harvest Moon. Like, it, it's still... It's it's that same graphical style, the same concepts. I mean, he literally took the core concepts and did it. In fact, I I met... uh I Not met. I, I watched a video where the two came together to develop the creator of Stardew Valley and the creator of harvest moon and they had a it was a fun interview slash conversation and they both kind of give credit where credit's due to one another you know they they one wouldn't exist without the other and they kind of fill in the gaps accordingly so um yeah that's my thing go ahead and play harvest moon but play stardew valley i don't know right you are dave right you I are just, you get the same game experience either way and frankly stardew valley is just a, a more modern better version but it feels the same like, you could literally put Stardew Valley in the Super Nintendo era, and I think it would fit, because that's its graphical style. Like, it's it's that cute, colorful, pixelated, you know, it, 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 it literally, he literally modeled it after this series in this time period. So, it, it, it really does feel exactly like a Harvest Moon game. So, I, I feel like that's a very appropriate recommendation. Well, I feel like that was partially the point of him creating that game, Dave. Exactly. So I guess with that being said, you got anything you want to add to the Harvest Moon conversation? Uh, play the game, but also Stardew Valley. <laughs> I should tell you that you Stardew Valley. Oh, start. You know, does your does your does your girlfriend play video games? Uh, not very many. No. See, Stardew Valley Mostly is Animal Crossing. See, and Stardew Valley is one of those games that that people who like Animal Crossing tend to like Stardew Valley. And it's a, it not only is it online co-op, but it's couch co-op. So it's a game you guys could probably sit down, you know, because it's on all the systems, too. 
So if you didn't want to get on the computer, I'd suggest getting on the computer. But if you didn't, you could buy it and you could do couch co-op building a farm together. And if she likes Animal Crossing, she'd probably really take the Stardew Valley 2, to be honest. So well, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, no, could no. be something fun to do. It is fun to do. It is fun. to do. So. All right. Well, moving on from Harvest Moon, my gaming question of the week was related to it. You know, because we're talking about a life simulation game. I want to know if there's any weird simulation games you've ever played that you want to talk about briefly, or if that there's a simulation game out there that's never been made that you think would be a fun idea. What the hell was Goat Simulator? What the hell? Goat Simulator was being a goat, man. That was <laughs> that was so, so funny. Uh, I, the first and only experience I had with that game, I literally had like a racket, a rocket strapped to the back of a goat and was just flying around the map. With no control or anything. Literally, you couldn't control anything. It was just a rocket strapped to a goat. Oh, man. And then you're like, the freaking, the freaking, uh, uh, you're, you're bleeding. Like, you're just me as you're yep. flying around everywhere. Yep. That, that's, I, I just, I don't, I could not understand what the hell was going on. And like, I didn't know if I was supposed to be a rocket or I was just a goat or like, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't know. I can't. That one was just a weird one to me. I mean, coming from the kid who plays Farming Simulator, which Goat Simulator was weird to me. Did you ever play I Am Bread on the same topic? Is that the one where you're a piece of bread trying to escape? Like, you like yeah. Before? Yep, I have played that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Lacey used to watch me play that one. It's kind of like Surgeon Simulator where you have no actual control of anything, you know? Um, yeah, those are ones for me. I, I, you know, I was thinking about this, like if there was any simulator game that that someone didn't make. And I can't really think about it because there's literally simulators for everything. You know, there's rock simulator and toilet simulator and there's a priest simulator. If you look at simulators on Steam, you can find some really, really weird ones. There's a granny simulator. There's a bum simulator. I used to play Mr. Mosquito on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's simulators for literally everything, so... Um, yeah, I think that there are simulators for anything, but yeah, it's funny because you went with Goat Simulator and it just made me think of I Am Bread because Goat Simulator is what I was thinking of too because that's just weird. But I think, uh, and nowadays we have a bunch of really popular ones, same vein, don't we? Um, in the same vein, like uh, um, Car Mechanic Simulator, you wouldn't think that's fun. Someone just made PC Builder Simulator, why would that be fun on computer? I guess for all the same reasons we just talked about, right? You know, yeah, no, no, exactly no risk, no, no risk of blowing up your your PC when you try to try to do stuff. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, sorry, I got kitten at my feet. Hello, all kitty, good. kitty. Hello, kitty, kitty. You want to say hi? Say hi. No, say hi. You're not a talker, huh? OK, well, I think that's going to do it with the gaming question of the week. And since our other guest doesn't want to interject her little kitty voice, we're going to move on. If you do want to be heard, however, we have a way to do so. And that way is to submit your own story or submit to us a gaming question of the week at our website, which is www.memorycardlane.com. Also at www.memorycardlane.com, you could find our old episodes. You can find uh, all my show notes, my research. You can find a calendar of upcoming episodes, which were in June, and I updated it to June, so I got to update it soon. 
You can find some biographies of me, not of you though, because you're stupid. You can find a link to our Discord community if you wanted to come and talk to us or play games with us, or you could share your stories on Discord as well. And you can also find a link to support our podcast through Patreon, where for only $2 a month, you can support all this content. Like I said, you can do so at the support link on our website or at patreon.com slash Lane. And lastly, on our website, you can also find links to our social media. I can be found on Twitter at David underscore is underscore wrong. David is wrong because I am always wrong. And Rob, what are you doing on social media these days? I'm dumb. You're, you're done? You're not doing anything on social media these days? No, no. You said I'm dumb. Or stupid. That's the word you used. <laughs> Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, you definitely did, Dave. <laughs> well, Dave, I, I, on reality, I, when I decide to get around to it, can be found streaming on twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. Give me a follow and get notified of whenever I finally decide to play a game and, and have fun. Oh, yeah? Play a game and have fun, huh? Play yeah, a game that. and have fun. We We still do that nowadays? No, no, there's no fun. No fun. No. We don't have fun playing video games. Not allowed. Fun is fun is no more. Well, I think that'll about do it for today's episode. Uh, you know, it's it's Harvest Moon. Like I said, it was pretty simple. Um, so, as always, since we like to teach everyone something new about the game, what it took from the world or what it gave back to it, uh, let's go and talk about what we learned. Definitely for me today, um, the licensing was a new thing. I had no clue that they split into two series. Considering that I haven't played a Harvest Moon in a while because the quality had been decreasing, I'm not surprised. Um, but it was interesting to know that the Harvest Moon series has continued on as the story of seasons. Um, yeah, story of seasons. So that is what I learned. What did you learn today, Rob? I learned that this was one of the early farming games. Honestly, whenever I had seen Harvest Moon, I thought it was just like another RPG or something. I didn't realize it was an actual farming game. So, you know, I just said I always saw the case and said I'll get around to figuring out what that is. And that was kind of it. I never took the time to learn. And now I know that's an early, 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 early start to the farming simulator that I love so much. Yep. Very much an early start to the farming simulator. Very, very much an early start to the farming simulator. So... Well, I guess with that being said, Rob, what do you what do you want to add to today's episode? Uh, as always, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone for listening. It's a lot of fun doing it by ourselves. A lot more fun when we have people join us. So join us. Tell us stories. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you feel about Dave and I. Just uh, come hang out. Have some fun. And thank you, as always, because it means a lot to us. Even if we don't say it every week, it still means a lot to us. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well, I'm going to take it on out of here. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue talking about the simulation genre. And while this week we covered a non-competitive, non-competitive, non-combative game in the simulation genre, next week we'll be taking a look at the complete opposite. Originally released for the PC on 13th of June 2000, so 21 years ago, Shogun Total War is a turn-based strategy and real-time tactics video game. Yes, it's both turn-based strategy and real-time tactics. 
Rob, think uh, Civilization, but with actual, like, Age of Empires battles. Uh, Age of Empires isn't a good one for me, Dave. I've never played. There's, like, Command and Conquer more like, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. How about Command okay. and Conquer? Yeah, there we so go. That's, that's real time. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, Shogun Total War is a turn-based strategy game with real-time tactical battles that focuses on samurai warfare during an early period of Japanese history. And in this game, you play the role of a Japanese feudal lord who basically is going to conquer Japan. You can do so through various methods like combat or diplomacy. And the whole goal is to take over and become the Shogun of Japan. So the Total War series has since spawned 15 games in its main series, quite a few spinoffs. So a whole lot to look at, but next week we're going to go back to the beginning and we're going to take a look at where it all started with Shogun Total War as we take a less than diplomatic trip down memory card lane. Yeah.